Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. If you hear Mike's ruffling, that's just because Brent now has to move yeah, from the computer it's to where we are recording. So we got it. any mic bumps, that's what it is. So hi, I'm Megan, and with me bumping the mic over there, that sounds weird, is Brent. <laughs> <laughs> bumping the mic. That's what my daughter was doing at homecoming dance on Saturday night, bumping the mic. What I don't does know that, what that mean? Means. I have no idea. <laughs> there was no microphone. Did you go? Did you end I up chaperoning? I did not chaperone. Oh, uh, you missed out on that. Was uh, a no. Apparently fun. So I don't know. I heard it was boring. Well, uh, that's what all the kids say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my daughter uh, uh, has officially taken a breathalyzer earlier in her life than her her what? dad has. They, <gasps> they made, made all the kids take <laughs> breathalyzers. Shut up. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And and, and she's like, Dad, have you necessary. ever done that? I'm like, honey, no, I have never done that, <laughs> thankfully. I've never taken a breathalyzer either. It's 14 Man, years old. It's a different world. I know. I know. It's Honestly, a though, world. it's uh, that's totally necessary. She got home at 1130, which is kind of fine. That's great. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, she did not wake up in time for church the next day. Yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me. So she wasn't here. And which, uh, you know, my uh, my dad and mom are luckily on the other side of the world right now. So they wouldn't know because that would have never flown in my home. <laughs> ever. Uh, so maybe I'm just lax as a parent. I have no uh, idea. Whatever. So Kylie did. Te- I'm, I'm airing some dirty laundry on here. But I, th- <laughs> I thought it was very funny. Texted her while she was at home. And saying, because Kylie was like, come down. It's time to go. It's time to go. Finally, Kylie's like, I can't wait any longer. I have to go. I have uh youth and all this kind of stuff. So, okay. She texts her on the the drive. Listen, if you're going to skip church, you're going to log in. You're going to watch it on the live stream. And you're going to get the dishes done and your chores done. And I don't want you on your phone. Right? Mm -hmm. So, we get home. We walk in. Dishes in the sink. Oh, no. And we are like, oh, my gosh. Like, (laughs) the things we have done for her. All that kind of stuff. So then she, Kylie's like, if she is up there on her phone right now, like we are going to take that away and it's going to be, it's going to be violence. And she comes stumbling down the stairs, clearly had just woken up, had not seen the text message because she had not been on her phone because she had been sleeping the entire time. She slept the entire, you got home when, like 12.30? Have you ever slept till 12.30? Yeah, as a kid, like a teen sometimes. Oh my word, are you kidding me? No. It, I, I don't know. I don't think I ever have. I, I can't recall. Anyways. Yeah. I yeah. think I have. So there you go. That's like maybe well on rested. the outer limit. Like, I she, think usually it was like 12. She made the bus this like morning. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> lots of sleep. <laughs> happens when you get lots of sleep. How was your weekend? It was good. Yeah? I watched all of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just kind of like a rest weekend, which was good. Okay, so, look at that. Um, yeah. Like the extended cuts? No, like the... just the normal three and a half hour cuts. Okay. Not the six and a half hour <laughs> yeah. versions. Yeah, that that was wild, wasn't it? Three and a half hours and we did it and we just like said, yeah, that's just what comes with yeah. it. When you have this guy, yeah. Peter Jackson, do the directing, you get, that's what you sign up for. Because we watched the Elvis movie the other night, like mm-hmm. I told you, it was so so good. Yeah. And it was like two hours and 45 minutes and both Kylie and I were like, that was really long, really, could have been shorter. That's the only critique that we had on yeah. it. <laughs> And yet we just assumed that we would just sign up for another hour because orcs are involved. Yeah. Well, um, did you a, watch The Hobbit, like the preface? No, we no. did. We just watched The Lord of the Rings. Okay. So, yeah. Does it hold up? I mean, it's been yeah, 20 it's good. years, it's right? Yeah, it's so good. If you think if you like Lord of the Rings, it's a movie series that you could rewatch over and over. Yeah. So. I bought the illustrated version of the book at Costco. Okay. 
uh, last Christmas. It was like a Christmas gift thing. And I bought it for myself because mm-hmm. as a Christmas <laughs> gift to myself. And uh, I've not read it. I no. mean, I, not the new updated version. I read it as a kid. Oh, but yeah. it's been, I don't know, 20 something years. And I was like, I need to reread this. And ever since it's just sat on yeah. the little stool that's next to my <laughs> chair, getting piled up on other books that need to be read before uh, that one. So I think I've only read the books once on my, I went did study abroad in Australia and I like read them on the plane and yeah. like during that process, which is a great book to read on a plane because it's engaging and it's a long book and it's a long plane ride. Um, and anyway, so, but I don't think I've read them since then or... Like, I didn't read them before then either. I think so. if I ever had a trip planned to Australia or New Zealand, I would want to reread those right before I go. <laughs> That's Just true. Because they of the like film. Yeah. Yeah. Because they film it all in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been pretty, pretty fun to that go to. That would have been fun. But yeah. I'm a little surprised that there's not. I know that you can go to New Zealand and see. Uh, they like still have the Hobbit houses. The Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. Like, like as a tourist attraction. Yeah. 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 But considering that you've got. Uh, like Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley and all of the mm-hmm. Harry Potter stuff at these theme yeah. parks. How has one of these theme parks not bought the rights to a Lord of the Rings thing oh, and done yeah. something? Like in the United States? Yeah. Yeah, people would totally go. A hundred percent they yeah. would go. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the people who own all that are don't want to sell out like maybe. that. I don't know. Have you been watching Rings of Power on Amazon? I have not, but now I'm kind of interested, so... Well, yeah, if you spent nine yeah. and a half hours watching that, you can surely get into this this other show. I, I haven't either. Uh, I, and I have no reason to say why other than I don't think my wife, my wife was never really into oh, the, yeah, yeah. the original movies. We went, we were at Youth Pastures at the time when those first came out. And so we were like, this was the thing, right? To rent out a theater oh, yeah, or yeah. not rent out the whole theater, but like buy 40 tickets yes. and mm-hmm. have every kid go and, you know. Yeah. It was like a PG-13, but parents didn't care because it was yeah. J.R. Tolkien, yeah. right? So <laughs> it's like heritage and it's fine. Uh, you yeah. know it's I mean? a, mostly PG-13 for violence, which for right. whatever violence reason and gore and people are more okay with than other things. Of, so. of course. Absolutely. <laughs> as they should. As they should. <laughs> I mean, that's debatable yeah, in well. our like, violence-driven society, yeah. but okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, feels like fall weather. Finally. Yes, yeah. Uh, the weather has shifted. It's turned, and uh, sprinklers are now going off. And I finally found my main off switch for my oh, sprinkler that's good. system. That's important. Yeah, I had to ask the sellers to tell me where it was, though. That's not a bad ask. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I got turned it off yesterday. Good. So. And you got to like get sprinklers blown out this year. Yeah, I have a person who's like I'm on his schedule, so. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Adulting. I know. How are you feeling about that? It was a little stressful. I'm not going to lie. Mostly because I couldn't figure out, like all summer, I've been looking for the main off like valve. Yeah. Couldn't find it. Nowhere in my yard. Nowhere with my main like intake to the house water. Not near my solenoid box. Nowhere. Wow. It was, so I'm like, it's yeah, got to be. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Be. So my, Is it out by the street? No. Nothing by the street. Okay. So my main like Um, my house has like a kitchen addition onto it and it kind of like juts out from the house a little bit. I was using my hands to talk. Poor choice. Um, and (laughs) on a podcast, especially (laughs) I'm talking to you. Um, anyway, so the like main water in like my water meter is on one side of that kitchen addition. And then my solenoid box is like directly opposite on the other side of my kitchen. 
So all summer I've been like, it's under the house. It's under the oh, house. Oh, they built over it's, top of they it. They built over top of my main oh, water valve. It is under the house. So I'm like, I have to crawl under yeah, my house. Take up the floorboards. No, just I'll have to crawl into my crawl space under my house. So I even like looked, like opened my crawl space like access door thing. Oh, how was that? And like looked in there and completely missed the water valve because it is right there. It is like in the doorway of my crawl space. But it's kind of like hidden behind my like dryer vent and there's like a water spigot. And so I just didn't like recognize it for what it was. Um, and then I asked my realtor to ask the sellers and then they eventually got back through like all the channels. And um, I they were like, it's in the crawl space under the dryer vent. And I was like, okay. So I like opened it again and I was like, oh, there it is. Um, and then I tried to like turn it and I couldn't do that. But apparently there's like a little like metal thing that locks it. And I just didn't know that that had to be moved. And so, yep. but I figured it out yesterday Nice. and now it's off. <laughs> Official. No, no more water running into my sprinkler system. Yeah, that's good. That's so. good. That's fun. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. yeah. Anything else before we jump in? No, I think that's good. Okay, let's do it. Let's yeah. jump into our, our talk from Sunday. We uh, did part two uh, of a series that we're calling the time of your life. And uh, I used a quote from a book, and, and one of the books that has been a resource for the series is called How to Inhabit Time by James K. Smith, an author that I really, really like. <coughs> My goodness, I did not bring water with me today. Either. That's no um, good. And uh, on Thursday last week, mm-hmm. Travis and I had a chance to go visit uh, a church in Portland, uh, a collection of churches called... <coughs> <coughs> wow, dying here. Can I have some of your water? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. I won't drink it after that. So go for it. <laughs> Holy smokes! Uh, All right. <laughs> the uh, the organization that put it together was called Together PDX. Uh-huh. So it's basically a pastors network of people who are trying to change the world. I feel like I've heard of Poland. that before. Maybe. Yeah. And it met at a at a really small, cool, fun church um, out in I don't even know where southeast. <clears throat> and um, so uh, we showed up. And everybody's like, oh, so where are you pastors at? And I totally felt like an imposter. Like, I'm just here because you invited somebody cool to speak. I, uh, yeah. In your description, it says uh, the greater Portland area. And I'm very liberally uh, interpreting, interpreting that, that. Yeah. sort of phrase. Um, so I'm in a suburb called uh, Tri-Cities. Yeah. And we drove three hours to be here this morning. So um, hopefully that's okay. And they're and like nobody knew how to respond to that. They're yeah. always like, "Oh, um, I don't know that you're supposed to be here." Really? <laughs> no, it was fine. They were like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, um, I've heard of that place. Um, uh, so, anyways, uh, he, and he did a fantastic job. It was great, fun to hear him speak. It mm-hmm. was basically if you've ever heard an author speak on their book, um, my recommendation to you on that would be uh, don't go having already read the book. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. you're re- you're listening to him talking. You're going, "This is just the book." Yeah. Like. Yeah. You already wrote this, and I think you're a better writer than you are speaker. <laughs> um, That's a pro tip. Right so there. it was fun to like connect with him afterwards. Like I went yeah. up; he had taught a class uh, back in when I was doing my master's, uh, like 2008 or 2009, mm-hmm. something like that. And so I was like, "You did a class at Northwest," and we so we rehashed that. Yeah, and yeah. All that kind of so that that was fun and um, whatever. But yeah, the the actual presentation, I was like, "Oh, just." 
just read the book and you know it's you got it i mean <laughs> as long as you're good there was a q a afterwards that was really helpful because yeah. it was a lot different than than that it wasn't prepared material but yeah. super fun anyways i say all that because uh that's been kind of a, a backdrop for this sort of talk and um that is if you if any of this interests you and you're like i wish there was more on this um that would be a good book to go pick up how to inhabit time by james k smith yeah. but um we talked a little bit about ecclesiastes chapter seven and nostalgia again looking back and half of our memories uh our, our memory doesn't do us justice because we always forget the the worst half of it and mm-hmm. that's just uh, how life sometimes work and and even if we were to go back and t- somehow turn back the hands of time why would you even want to you'd let go of all of the things that you've learned along the way mm-hmm. and uh then uh went into uh just kind of that piece about the difference between chronos and, and kairos sort of time and, and reading scripture in terms of when are you it kind of spurred out of uh our conversation on this podcast mm-hmm. when you responded like I know I, I was tell listening. that you lit up and I was like maybe that's <laughs> gold maybe I need to like build on that a little bit more I know when you went into it I was like oh I think this might be because of the podcast yeah absolutely <laughs> you know how you like put something out there and everybody's like that was really good yeah. and you're like oh okay well I can talk more about that yeah. for sure um, that's a little bit how it played out so if you listen to this podcast and then you listen to Sunday you're yeah. probably like you know are you got the heads up man yeah. I, it was probably like oh, I heard you heard this on the podcast and the podcast is better than the talk on Sunday which is kind of like me saying the book was better than the talk there so it all worked out uh, I don't know uh, that it was that better not ever. I just I did notice that I was like oh wow he's talking about that a lot it does change then how I think you read hopefully the uh, the Bible as a whole yeah right? then I can read the book of Job and mm-hmm. not try and figure out Okay, what am I supposed to do? What what are the three takeaways from Job, right? Yeah. Or the, this, as opposed to man, I'm kind of like Job, or yeah. I, or when have I been like Job? Yeah, right? when have I been like Job? And right. when have I been like Jonah? And when have I been like whoever yes. else? Right? Right. Because like, uh, Chronos is like chronological, right? Yep. And what's the other one? Uh, Kairos. Kairos mm-hmm. is the what. What was that? How did you describe that? Uh, it, it like a time is kind of a relative construct. Okay, I've yeah. seen Augustine and, and Saint uh, um, Stephen in the same photo in the same picture. Like yeah. we're surrounded by this great, you know, community of saints. We we've, mm-hmm. we've been here. We we can draw on. We can say uh, Augustine is our mentor, even yeah. though like sixteen hundred years mm-hmm. separate the distance between us. Like the way that he talks about loves and disordered loves yeah. and and they're evil is just simply a perversion of good it's not an entity in in and of itself it's just good that's been skewed right um like all that's like oh wow that resonates with me which is like using the wisdom of the past for your own right like like i don't have to learn all of those lessons that all those people learned because i'm surrounded by this community that came before me that can help me learn those lessons yeah quicker and better and I can use that knowledge and use that wisdom that I didn't gain myself in order to place myself in a situation Mm -hmm. and I can also use that to like be a better human and be a better Christ follower and be a better teacher and friend and all of those other things like we are gifted this incredible community of wisdom that came before us that we have record of and that we can pull from. Yeah. And so we'd be idiots to say, I wish we'd go back into the seventies or the eighties or the fifties or whatever to be like, no, you, you are, you're in a better spot now. Like humanity is in a, you could argue, well, not based on what I see on, on the news, (laughs) you know, whatever, but 
in reality. But I think some of that tension is because we are in a better spot. Yeah, we know that. We know that this isn't right. And we know that there are things wrong that are happening that need to change. Yeah. And people are calling for that and asking for that and calling out things that they see that are wrong, which you wouldn't have done. Yeah. You know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. Yeah. You wouldn't have had the like you wouldn't have had the built up generational wisdom to be able to do that, to have the power to say, hey, I want to talk about this because there wasn't you didn't have the backdrop. You didn't have the history behind you. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And in the transparency and the access too of it and the ever watching eye of the Internet, which can be good and yeah, bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I was reading, I forwarded an article on to some of my pastor friends today, um, about, uh, the Vatican, uh, recently announcing a renewed partnership, uh, with the communist party in China, oh, geez. um, and, uh, <laughs> agreeing not to speak out against certain things, mm. um, so that China will allow them to have a presence, uh, in, in China mm-hmm. and, um, kind of like making these concessions about human rights stuff and and just everything and it's just it's kind of like oh we have seen a critique there's a common american critique of churches who cater to the people who tithe lots of money mm-hmm. and being like we'll create whatever church that they want to create or we won't do things that they don't want us to do and that was always one of the things i think when we started east like that was like a, we're not going to do we're not going to handle it like that like we don't care you know what i mean like that's not a that's just a gross side of of church and it's mm-hmm. happening on kind of a like a big level that it's now being brought out being like they've been doing this for a long time mm-hmm. guys this isn't like uh, a new thing and it's it's it made it made me it made me like look at it and be like that's not right like that's not how it should be um it highlighted in that article um how after world war ii when they uh elected a polish pope from basically behind the Iron Curtain, mm-hmm. who was not quiet and and did not allow, well, if if we can be you know gentle and kind, then they'll let us stay here. He was very much a speaking truth to power mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, and we are not going to be afraid of uh, of this. Um, and how inspiring that was, and in contrast to kind of what's happening right now. So, anyways. I thought it was really interesting. There's some some crazy stuff happening over there right now, but um, and I wouldn't know about that if this was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's no, I mean, I you know, I, I guess some people would have, but the average American doesn't yeah. wouldn't have had the access to that kind of journalism or reporting mm-hmm. or insights or anything like that. So unless anyways. you lived in like a big city, then maybe you could you would see an article. There like would that be in some people that would, but not yeah. not Brent not Johnson. Not everyone. No. Uh, <laughs> pastor in richland washington no you wouldn't have known and you know so that just kind of stuff gets swept by the side and it still is happening still is happening just like it probably was happening 40 50 years Mm -hmm. ago but now when you know about it once you have knowledge of something then sometimes you got to go fix it right you don't know that your house is broken (laughs) then you're like oh we have a leak yeah i can't just not act like i that's not real yep Yep. i gotta go do something about that now i gotta get in my crawl space and go right by my (laughs) water shut off switch and fix my dryer vent so, anyways, uh, yeah, that's that was a big takeaway. What, what were some of the thoughts from? Um, I was thinking, had- well, some of the things we've already talked about, but I was also thinking about. Oh yeah, um, you mentioned like Shackleton, yeah, and who is an explorer of Antarctica, uh, Antarctica, yeah, and it was funny because I like listened to a podcast about they just found the ship that got crushed, 
Um, they like just went on an expedition in February and found the crushed ship like pretty much like one whole piece. Yeah. Because it's so cold down there. Um, and so, yeah, they found it and kind of are like working to catalog it and preserve it and that kind of stuff. Um, but it, so like they were talking about in the podcast, they were talking about um, how like pretty much all of his adventures ended in failure. He was not successful in any of his expeditions that he did. Yeah. But he also was like in terms of like accomplishing the thing that he wanted to accomplish. Um, but he had a lot of success in a lot of other areas. Like he, I don't think he lost any men or maybe just a few, like on that expedition, they sat on an ice floe for five months yeah. before they like, were like, okay, let's make one last effort to try and get some rescue. Um, but he kept all these men alive yeah. for five months on an ice floe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, clearly he had skill and charisma and ability to lead, but was not successful in any of his explorations. Yeah, you, you, uh, there's a lot of interesting documentaries out yeah. there and books about that story, about that thing, and uh, about that. I think I misspoke on Sunday and said that some of them had died, but you're right. I, in, in remembering now, when you're mm -hmm. saying it, the big thing about it was he kept all these men alive mm -hmm. somehow against all the uh, yeah. uh, against all of these crazy odds. Apparently, in the thing that. I was li listening to, he um, was very intentional intentional about picking men who had other skills, like entertainment skills, so like who could sing or like to do little plays or whatever. And so partly because on these long trips and journeys, like it was important to keep morale up. And so they would have like sing-along nights and like, oh, let's do a like a play. And they'd like do a dramatization of something. And like they would do like cross-dressing things and like all this stuff to like keep morale up. So that was like part of it. But it's, yeah. it is interesting. And the, the big... Uh, takeaway that was related to the quote that I had read from is is not um, okay. This story has a happy ending, and his leadership is highlighted in this. But let's not forget that this was an awful experience. Oh yeah, right? horrible. Like, let's not give back and be like, "Hey, we had this really great." No, nobody trip came back. I'm sure they lost several fingers. I, absolutely, like <laughs> yeah. And they're coming back, and everybody's like, "Who wants to go again?" And none of them are probably raising yeah. their hands, going, "I'm not doing that." Like, yeah. and probably some of them reading some of the articles that would come out because I'm sure when he came back, he's like this national hero. Oh my yeah. gosh, you survived it. You're here. You're here to tell the story. Like. You know, this is this is amazing. And I'm sure some of them are hearing about all of the glory of this trip going, it was not great, guys. Don't yeah. forget. It was, we Maybe. ate seal blubber for like yeah. months at a time. I mean, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about was uh, your Emmanuel comment. Yeah. So like God with us. Um, and like that isn't just a like incarnation like of Christ kind of situation. Like. That's an all the time thing. Like Emmanuel was in the Old Testament as well. It was a Jewish name yeah, for God, a, not a yeah. Christian name yeah. for God. The Christians adopted it and they said God is with us in in literal incarnational yeah. form through Jesus. Mm -hmm. But for them it was for Jewish people it was God is with us in, you know, in exile, yeah. out of exile, mm -hmm. in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. out of Jerusalem. Which I Big think names, is a yeah. that's an important reminder for like, you know, post-crucifixion Christians as well. Like, you know, God is with us more like in the spirit and those kinds of things. And yes, he was here in like as the person of Jesus, but like he's, God is with us. Like Emmanuel is a thing to carry with you yeah. throughout your life. 
I think interesting po- part of that for them is the power of a name mm-hmm. uh, that we that doesn't translate as well over into uh, like our modern day readings of things. Yeah. We translate them as adjectives. We would say God is a deliverer. God is a savior. God is a friend to the friendless. God is a all of these things, but still God remains the 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 the, the key like central character. Mm-hmm. And for them, naming was such a big deal. That's why when they're like, you know, Jacob, your name is Israel because you're going to, you're fighting. You know, you know, when mm-hmm. you named a child, it was like, you also spoke a blessing in the naming process yes. of them to mm-hmm. live up to that. You're just Megan and I'm just Brent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you might have a little plaque that says Megan means, you know, queen God's of pearl. whatever. Yeah, okay, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine's rising above. But like, I don't like, you know, like you don't really think that uh, like that's a, it's more of a joke and a funny thing. But for yeah. them, names, when you call the name of something, that was yes. a big deal. And the mm-hmm. naming of a town, the naming of a, a person, and in the name that they would call their God, El Shaddai or uh, Adonai or this, they would say they wouldn't say God's a deliverer. They would say Adonai is mm-hmm. is our is our is our God is is Yahweh or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, you to to not have that as a kind of a template to, is to kind of probably misread or or misunderstand or not quite get the full grasp of the uniqueness of reading the old testament so mm-hmm. yeah well and it's like every time you hear a different one they're describing a different aspect of god like yeah. god is not one dimensional and right. so like you can't use god doesn't have one name to describe god yep God is many things in many instances. Mm -hmm. And so like you use different things to describe them. Absolutely. Yep. I think that was it for me. Good. All right. Well, it's been a fun series and we got one more left. So uh, come out this Sunday for part three in the conclusion. We'll be doing communion as well. 9.15 and 10.30 in person and uh, 10.30 online for all of those of you who watch via the live stream. We'd love to have you be a part of it. Let's jump into our something interesting. And uh, I'm going to go first because yeah, you cause opened open. for me. Uh, so I retweeted something uh, this morning, something that I came across that I thought was uh, was very interesting. A, a man by the name of, I'm going to pull it up right now because I need to probably give credit where credit is due here. Uh, Ali Abdal. Uh, I'm not going to attempt to say it, but he goes, 24 (laughs) hours ago, I tried an experiment. I tweeted a thread with 15 productivity hacks. It's become one of my highest performing tweets of all time with over a million (laughs) impressions and 23,648 engagements. The truth is the entire thread was written by an AI. Let me explain. And he goes into this kind of thing. So he found somebody who um, was developing an AI. I've seen these advertised too. Like if you're having trouble coming up with a blog post, you know, buy rights to our AI. Oh, okay. It'll write something for you. Oh, wow. And so he contacted somebody and says, I'd like to experiment with this and see how this thing works. And so he said, 15 productivity hacks. And what he said was, um, anytime you get stuck and you want this AI to take over for you, you just put a three plus symbols in and it writes something out oh, for you. Oh, okay. All right. That, to kind of, like, kind of complete a thought. Yeah. And uh, so he wrote the first productivity hack himself. Okay. Um, and then the second one, he just created a title for, and then did the three, did the pluses. Plus, three pluses. Yeah, uh-huh. And the title was something about um, always keep an hourglass on your desk. Okay. And then the AI wrote, you know, this helps you keep track of time and remember your mortality oh, wow. and do all this kind of, and it, and it played out. And, and uh, then for the third one, he just said plus, plus, plus. Oh. And that's what he did for all of the rest of them. Oh, my all goodness. 15 of these were all written by AI. Okay. 
and all of them got like ma- majorly successful likes and retweets of this. And he's like, and I didn't even write it. I mean, you could say I kind of did, but I kind of didn't. He, that's what he's trying okay, to talk yeah. through. He's like, in the future, Can't if this is anything. a tool, how <laughs> will we know what is actual human generated yeah. co- content versus one, we're susceptible, we're so susceptible, we're so programmed by it. We're like, we're going to buy into this AI, this robot telling us how to manage our time. Well, that's, we'll be really like, that's a really good idea. Well, <laughs> it was made by a robot. So <laughs> I mean, they theoretically manage their time well. Yeah, I guess so. That's one way to look at it for sure. But, uh, you know, how does this translate into like ghostwriting books and, yeah. and everything in the future of how are you going to be able to determine, are you going to watch something or read something, read an entire book, write a review about it, remarkably funny, super great. And then the author comes out and goes, ha, written by an AI. Interesting. <laughs> Not even a real person. So yeah. I don't know. I thought it was really, uh, a, a, you know, something to think about as you're uh, browsing through your uh, line, uh, you know, feeds. Yeah, for and sure. Timelines and especially when you that. like do the clickbait like blog post things. Yeah, please like, don't. How much is that of that is written by an actual Stop human? Stop probably not those things. You know, I don't know, but <laughs> there you go. Sometimes they're funny. Um, <laughs> all right, mine is also about an author. Strangely, great. Um, so there was a book that came out. Um. I don't know when it came out. Uh, in October 2021. Um, and the dedication to the book says, For Toast, the cat who was no help at all. <laughs> and um, the... That's a great dedi- name for a cat. Yeah. And the the dedication kind of went viral. The author like posted a photo of it and that went viral. But he is um, in Myanmar and he wrote a book about like... Uh, the impact that animals had on colonization and some of the impacts of that. He's like a researcher. Um, And uh, the toast was his family cat and uh, who actually passed away like right uh, when the book was being published. Um, And he just said it was really an interesting, like having the cat at home while he was doing this research on like the impact of animals on like colonization and how that changed things. And, um, was just like a really interesting piece. And so, and obviously cats are cats. And so Toast was like asking for attention and being annoying oh, and totally. walking over the keyboard. This book and, would have been way better if Toast yeah. was not on the picture. <laughs> and so the dedication was for Toast, the cat who was no help at all. Yeah. So. <laughs> would you be a better teacher without Urban Spice at home? Absolutely not. <laughs> In fact, I would probably be worse. <laughs> So they, they make you a better person. They 100% make me a better person. And what, what, to what degree would you say that that's true? And that that's his argument, right? That cats, what, humanize us? So they create a companionship no, thing that we don't yeah, need to go out I and think, find it from other people? Or Well, he has a family and like yeah, kids and stuff. I'm, but like, sure. I think it was just like, because he's writing this, he's doing research about um, a lot of the negative impacts of like animals that through colonization and how... They like through colonization. I mean, obviously, I didn't read the book. I just read the thing yeah, about yeah. Toast the Cat. But um, like, so having a cat, like a pet at home, who doesn't work and doesn't do all these things, but I like, remind my dog about that on the yeah. daily. <laughs> but like, like, what have you done for this family lately? Yeah. <laughs> but lives, you know, just is like you living its life this? and does what it does. Yeah. Um, I, like it was a like tangible reminder of like 
some of the opposite of that or like, you know, just animals are going to be animals regardless of what humans want them to be. Yeah. You know, and so that was kind of his point about Toast to Cat. But, yeah. Um, I mean, personally, my cats are like a huge boost to my mental health. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode yeah. of Say Something Interesting. Have a great week, everybody. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah, bye. Bye.